Okay, Rabbi Sabez Hashem, we're learning Mishrun Simming Yudalit Sif Alif, Dine Tzitzis Shahasan Eni Yehudi, Vinashim, Vitalis Shaula. The halachas of Tzitzis that were made by a non Jew, women, and a Talis that was Shaula was borrowed. <coughs> the Mechaber says in Sif Alif, Tzitzis Shahasan Eni Yehudi is possible. If a non Jew makes Tzitzis, it's possible. This person might say, okay, what's a Chiddush like? Tzitzes made by a non-Jew, you know, tzitzes are mitzvah, a non-Jew is not part of the mitzvah. So he explains, the reason is because of a pasuk. The, the pasuk says, this is once again a shin number 43, because the pasuk says, Dabrel b'nei Yisrael, speak to b'nei Yisrael, lafuki en Yehudi, coming to exclude a non-Jew. So we have an explicit pasuk, which tells us that the mitzvah has to be done, Dabrel b'nei Yisrael, and not the en Yehudi, who's not part of b'nei Yisrael. Va'ishak she'er la'asoysen. Now, the Chiddush is that an Isha is permitted, an Isha is permitted, last season, to do the mitzvah to make the tzitzis. There are adds, there are those that, that are machmir, that only the men should make the tzitzis, and ideally, it's appropriate that the tzitzis should be made by men. Says the Mishra Sif Katan Aleph, we said that tzitzis that are made by a non-Jew are kosher, perush, shetilun bebeged. What does it mean to make the tzitzis? He put them actually as strings into the hole of the garment, of the beged. Shetilun bebeged. This possible, I feel, will be Yisrael, oimil al-gabli, milamdeyu, lasis l'shma. It's possible even if the yid, the Jew, is standing over him and tells the non-Jew that you have to do this l'shem, mitzvah, tzitzis, it's still possible. Because in regards to the case we had earlier of a non-Jew spinning the the wool to make strings or shizaron or to twist the two strings together to make one string out of it. In that case, the rush says if a non-Jew spins it or twists it together and the Yid is standing over and tells him to do the Shema, we had learned that it's kosher. However, over here it's different. Now, what is what does it mean to make tzitzis? To be kind the mitzvah doraisa. It means you're putting it through the strings through the hole, and then you make the wrapping or that first kasher. That's what tzitzis is. With the rice, you need to have the wrapping, you need to have the kasher, rishon, the first kasher. That's what it is. But if the first chuyu means the first wrapping, even before a kasher, you make a wrapping and then a knot afterwards to keep that wrapping in place. If that's done by, an, by a yid, that's done by the Jew. And then afterwards, and the rest of everything else, all the wrappings and all the knots are done by the non-Jew, it's totally kosher. Why is it kosher? Didn't we just say if a non-Jew makes a tzitzis, it's possible? Imagine you go by tzitzis and you see there's only one wrapping and one knot or two knots over there. And you say, he says to you, okay, that's the tzitzis. You can pay me for it now. You're like, that's not my tzitzis. I want 7, 8, 11, 13. I want all the wrappings. No. That's the mitzvah alma. 
Of course, you want, when you pay for it, you want it to be mitzvah ba'am also. But mi'ikir adin, what does it mean to make tzitzis? It means to make tzitzis that he made that first wrapping and a kesher. So if that's done by the yid, the rest can be done by the non-Jew. Sivkotin beis. Lehatzrich anoshim. So the Ramah says, that it's, there are those that are say that only men can make the tzitzit. And even if the man is standing and telling the lady to do it still doesn't help according to this opinion. So when it says, when it says the children, it means B'nai Yisrael specifically coming to exclude the notion B'nai Yisrael, according to this opinion. Once again, we're discussing here when you make the tzitzit, means putting the strings through the hole. But the actual spinning and the shizira and the twisting of the strings together, that can be done by notion. Then the Ramah concluded and says, It's best that the men should make the tzitzit. Similarly, says the Mishnah that it's appropriate that the placement of the tzitzis of the strings into the baggage should be done by an adult, a bar mitzvah, not someone who is under 13. But if the person is 13 years in a day, even if he didn't bring two years of maturity, so even lechadchila you don't have to be machmer. So he says further when Arzus Zachayim now Arzus Zachayim make lachil lechadchila a day cotton. Arzus Zachayim says no, a cotton can even make the tzitzis. A cotton can even make the tzitzis. That's only if that a cotton can make the tzitzis, if the godol is standing over him and teaches him to make it lishma. However, if you don't have the godol teaching the cotton how to make the tzitzis lishma, then you would have to untie them and restring them lishma. Then when the Ramah said that the male is the one who should be making the tzitzis. Yesh ma'achim l'hatzvich anoshim says the Ramah, sh'yasuway so metoi v'lasus ke'en l'chadchila, says the Mishra Sifkot n'hei, ach b'diyeved, mota afilu b'loi oimei l'agaba, n'amenes loimar sh'etila l'shem tzitzis. That she is believed, the ish is believed, to say that she did it, uh, the stringing of the tzitzis, l'shma. So that was Sif Aleph. Let's just review Sif Aleph. We had over here a discussion of an Eni Yehudi, an Isha, as well as a Katan, who can make the tzitzis? So he said an Eni Yehudi cannot make the tzitzis, a non-Jew cannot make the tzitzis. What's the reason? Because it says B'nai Yisrael and not a non-Jew. Then we said, what about an Isha? She's not B'nai Yisrael, so there are those that learn, no, an Isha cannot make it. Because it says B'nai as opposed to B'nai Yisrael. Then... The the however is the the mechaber does say lafuki ein yehudi vayisha kshera we did say isha is kshera mechaber does say isha is kshera to make the tzitzis but the Ramah was saying that no there are those that are machmer that women should not make it um, we said once again what does it mean to make the tzitzis it means that first wrapping and with a kasher with a knot afterwards then we said this discussion whether a cotton could make the tzitzis. And it depends if it's Oymir al if the adult is standing over him and teaching him how to do it. 
We now continue with Sif Beis. Mechaber says, Hitil Yisrael Tzitzis Bebeged Belay Kavana. Now, the Yid puts a Tzitzis in the Beged, but he doesn't have Kavana. If there are no other tzitzis to around to be machsher, we can rely on the Rambam that it says it's kosher, but don't make a bracha. Don't make a bracha on it. So what's the case? Once again, the case is is where the tzitzis were put through the hole of the baguette, but they were not put in with explicit kavana that it was made the shame mitzvah tzitzis. So what's the the Shulchan Aruch says that we can rely on the Rambam. We have to understand what is, what the Rambam is talking about. That the Rambam says is kosher, but you shouldn't make a bracha. Let's see the Mishra Siv cut involved. It was made The first knot was made, which is Doraiso, without any kavana. But if the first kasher was made, and the first wrapping as well was made. With Kavon, even though the rest of the knots and the rest of the wrappings were made, not for the sake of the mitzvah tzitzis, even when you have other tzitzis, you can still use these tzitzis. Why? Because what we say, we said the making of the tzitzis means that first wrapping with the first kasher, that's what it is. And the rest of it is the mitzvah ba'alma, so it's not an issue. Just to repeat the question, the question was that if we're saying that Midaraiso, that all you need really is the first kasher, the first kasher and the chulia, so if everything got ripped off, would that suffice to be kosher? So in the at the end of the previous simin, um, actually simin yud beis, simin yud beis sif gimel, there is a machlek between Rashi and the Ri. And in regards to this, that we say you have to have Kedea Niva. You have to have the ability to make a bow, which we said is, is really the length of two goodwin. Okay? If you take your two thumb knuckles and put them together, that's, that's what you can manage to make a bow out of that. Okay? So Rashi learns you have to be able to do that from the Anaf. Anaf means the actual strings itself. That's, that's Rashi. Rashi says from the actual anaf, the strings. The re says that that it can be done from the actual gedil. Gedil is is the is the wrappings with the ksharim. So the re will say that if you could do a kedeya niva from the actual ksharim and the wrappings, that's sufficient. But you need kedeya niva still. It's not going to be enough. It's an interesting question you're asking. If 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 the deraisa is still there, so then why should you even need kedayaniva? Why should you need? It's it's a good point. But Lamaisa, you see, you still do need kedayaniva. Of the we have to get back to the reason. Why is that? Why would you still need kedayaniva? Right. Okay. So let's see here further in Sivkot in Zayin. So we can rely on the Rambam. What is the Rambam's opinion? The Rambam says, "I feel him also hatliyo." In you placed the strings, the tzitzis, into the hole. And you made the knots and the wrappings without any kavon. This really, the Ram holds like this. Even though you have to do, Ram will say, you need to spin the wool lishma. 
That's what Tevia is. That's the Rama. The Rama says, you don't have to place the tzitzis in the hole. Lishma. L'shem mitzvah tzitzis. That's the Rambam. The Yolif law, where does the Rambam learn this from? He learns it from, it says, B'nei Yisrael afuki oive gilulim. It comes to, he learns from with this, that it says, B'nei Yisrael coming to exclude a non-Jew, an idol worshiper. Shema minod Yisrael b'li kavana kosher. So, B'nei Yisrael not coming to tell me he needs l'shma. B'nei Yisrael is coming to tell me in oive kachavim cannot do the tliya. But if it's done without l'shma, it's not a problem. The placement of the tzitzit, it sounds like a bechidish, right? The Ram is saying that you can put the tzitzit in, even, even with that kavana, it's still kashif. He learns from the Pasuk. The Ainloima, don't say, Yatir me abeg, the Yasuf, it named the kavana, Lashem Mitzvah. Maybe you should untie it and put it back in Lashem Mitzvah. Yeshlaim, the Mayer shoes, some of the Shabbos. We're talking about it right before Shabbos. The Vain shoes, Latirum, Ulukashim. You don't have enough time to untie them and then retie them. You don't have enough time. Inamish and Nifsak Echod, Miroshov, or maybe one of the ends of it was was ripped. Vinyatirmi also laughs a little on the baggage, and if you untie it, Vinyatirmi also is me also to put it back, laughs a little on the baggage, to put it back into the baggage, as is discussed in Simon Yud base. Sif cotton, ches, therefore, what could you do? You could wear it, but don't make a bracha. So let's say the first case that the Mishra just gave, you could wear it on Shabbos, but you can't make a bracha. Even if just the tchiva, meaning just the placement of the tzitzis were put into the hole, shaloy l'shma, it was not made l'shem it's a tzitzis. Koshkin him also a kesher elyon shaloy l'shma. Even more so if the kesher elyon was made shaloy l'shma. The first knot was made shaloy l'shma. The Rashi varosh v'atoyisus firuluhu because according to Rashi, the Rosh and toyisus they hold the beinu midoraisa gamkein atul yishma. So these three Rishonim, Rashi, Rosh, and Taisus hold that the placement of the tzitzis also have to be Lishma. That's what they learn. Therefore, I'm sorry, I skipped the word. The posse that's coming to exclude an idol worshiper, it's, it's coming to tell me that it's coming to exclude It's necessary. Even if he is standing on top of the over the guy and teaches him to lishma, it's still not going to be good. Before the tzitzes are put into the baguette, you have to be clear and explicit to say with your mouth that what that you are doing this, you are putting the strings and tzitzes into the hole of the baguette. L'shem mitzvah tzitzis k'moshu kasadon l'el as we learned early in Simit Aleph Liyon Tviyo Ushazira regards to the Tviyo spinning and the twisting. Let's now continue with Sif Gimel. Mechaber says Hashoyed Mechaber. We said another part of this Simin is a person who Allah is borrowing a talis that we learned until now that similar to Dalaminim says Lekachdam Lachem by Dalaminim. You have to own the first day of Sukkot the Dalaminim. So too it has to be yours. Lahem, Asulahem, Tzitzis, Akanfegudayim. You have to make the Tzitzis be yours. So Hashem lechaver Talis she'en mitzuyetzis. Person who borrows a Talis. Person who borrows a Talis that is not does not have strings is Potter milahatul bat Tzitzis kol shloshim yoyim. He can wear that beggar. He's saying here 
We're not talking about having your house and your drawer. That's not the issue. But you don't have to put sittas on it for 30 days. Why? It has to be your ksus. Sittas have to be placed on your ksus, on your baggage. But not on, uh, not on someone else's. But after 30 days, it looks like it's yours. So it's like it's now chayv and sitzes. Hagad Rama says mechziroi tol shloishim bechazal akchay edim etzaref rag binin binin shloishim yoyim etzufim. So it's interesting Rama. So let's say you borrow for thirteen days, fifteen days, and then you return it, and then you borrow it a few days later for another fifteen days. So you say okay, fifteen, fifteen. You have thirty days here. The answer is no. You need to have thirty consecutive days. Concludes the Rama she'ela kishim etzuyetzes. If you borrowed it when it has the tzitzis on the four-corner garment, then you make the brach on it right away. It says the Mishra Sivkot in test, potter, but one who puts on, even though it's potter, even though it's within 30 days, one who does put on tzitzis and he makes a bracha, he doesn't lose out. Just like women can make a bracha on a time-bound mitzvah, on a time-bound mitzvah, even though they're not obligated, so too over here. He's not obligated because it's within 30 days. But he can still do the mitzvah. And he can also go out to a public area on Shabbos with these tzitzis because it's noy to the beged as we learned earlier in Simeon Gimel in the previous simon that it makes the tzitzis, the garment look nice when you have the strings on it. So once you have it after 30 days now you're chayiv and tzitzis because it looks like it's yours. The, by this 30 days is like we have by let's say Kiddush Levana. Every 30 days we make a new Kiddush Levana because it's a renewal. But after by 30 days already, it's like it's yours. It's considered to be like it's yours. make a bracha. When it's renting, it's like a, like a shayel, like a borrower. As is brought down from Taisa Menachas, Taf Mem Dalit. Of the Itter, the one that we showed him, the Itter, Matsosi, Shikazav, Huskirus, Mesafkalon. Is not so clear on the Bayeschirus when you like rent it, whether or not you should be making a bracha on it. Siv cotton yud alif, but after 30 days, the the Mechavis said that if you actually borrow a she'elo chishimutsiyatsis, if you borrow four corner garment when it has tzitzis on it, you can make a bracha. However, the Mishmurah says, Others say no that by a borrowed garment with four four corner garments with tzitzis, you should not make a bracha unless he gave it to you that it's yours. Meaning that it's yours, and after you finish using, give it back. However, many of Muslims, most, most of the achreinim agree to the psak of the shulchan aruch, and, and that what? That you can make a bracha. And the reason is, because you borrowed it with this intention. You borrowed it for the mitzvah. To do what? To make the to, to make a bracha on it. To do the mitzvah. And since you can't make a bracha unless it's yours. As we had discussed. So the giving of it to you, we can understand, was with that intention. That it should be yours. It's as if he gave it to you as a gift for you to keep until you finish using it and give it back. Therefore, you can make a bracha. 
Ideally, it's appropriate, it's best to ask from the one who is lending it to you. They should give it to you as a gift, as a gift to use, to keep, it's yours, and then when you finish, you give it back. But it's not going to prevent you from making the bracha. This whole discussion is only if he lent you a talus which is designated for the mitzvah, which is not what we have today. Well, let's say you have a four-corner garment which is made for wearing. Not, not the talus that we wear when we dive in. And only because it's Pesuach Rubai, since the majority is opened, then since the majority of the side is opened, okay, so you have to put Tzitzis, it wasn't made for the Mitzvah Tzitzis. So to another case, if you borrow a Talis, very important now, you borrow a Talis, you get an Aliyah. Or to go daven for the Omud. Or if you're a Kayin, you borrow it for Duchening. All of those reasons why you're wearing it for what purpose? A covered Sibur. You don't Because in that case, the person who gives you the talis, why is he giving it to you? He's giving it to you so you could go get your Aliyah, so you could go daven for the Omud, so you could go Duchen. Right, it's a very common thing. You have a bachar. We just had Yantif yesterday, a duchening, right? So some, right? On, on, on uh, Pesach. So you have the bachar who needs a talus. So you give him the talus. You're not thinking that it's, it's like his. He's just doing it so he, that he could do the mitzvah of a covered seaboard and give the bracha. However, there are those who disagree with this. And what? In all scenarios, <coughs> when you go get an aliyah, when you go dochen, you borrow someone's talus, <coughs> when you go daven for the Omid, you should make a bracha. Therefore, you have back and forth. What should you do? Says the Mishnah, So, says the Derech Chaim, you should not have a mind to be kind of. It's not yours. It's not your talus. Shall I look nice? Then, if it's not yours, everyone agrees. If it's not your talus, you don't make a bracha. You're just doing it for covenant seba. But it's not. It's not even yours, except for the time. But if you borrow someone's talus and daven with the talus shachris, so when you're doing that for the mitzvah. This whole discussion we have until now is, a, is regards to borrowing the talus of your friend, your friend's talus. But the shul's talus, the shul's talus, then you have to make a bracha. Why? Because everyone has a, has a stake in the shul's talus. It belongs to everyone. Even if you're only wearing it to go down for the Amud or to go get an Aliyah. So he says, because why was a Talus bought? It's bought for you. You're part of the Tzibur. So therefore, it's yours. If it's yours, when you put a Talus on, you make a Bracha. Now, we know that's not the Minik. That's not the general Minik, by the way. We know that. 
Okay, the gentleman is when you get a leah. Let's say uh, it's it's, uh, it's uh, afternoon, or a person is not married, is not wearing a talis, and he takes the talis from the tzibur. He does not make the does not make a bracha on it. That's the general. You take the talis to go daven uh, by the by the omid. You're also not also making a bracha on it. That's the general custom. Let's let's just finish over here. Um, Sif cotton finish uh, Sif gimel. Miyad, what did he say? He said that if you have a talisman, so yet says kilchasa. You make a bracha right away. Take a look in Hilchus Lulav. The Prima Godno over there, turn the page. From there we can learn to our case over here. You have to give it back to the owner, the one who gave it to you at the right time. So you have to make sure to give it back to the the, the owner before he, he needs to do the mitzvah himself. And let's say he didn't give him back the talus at the right time. So now he's going to his talus back. He's going to his talus back. He can't find his talus because we never gave it back. So he says, You hear what happens? Retroactively, this that he gave it to you to be yours is not considered to be yours because you didn't give it back at the right time. That's what happens now. It's not called kesuscha. So he says, most probably you can agree, says the Mishtaru, that why did the owner give it to you? He gave it to you with intention that you'll give it back to him so he'll be able to do his mitzvah. But he comes to Shul just like by his Dalaminim. He lends it to you, but he comes there, he doesn't see his Esrug. Furthermore, it says over there that when you give it back, after you fulfill your mitzvah with it, you have to give it back, give it to the original owner, as a gift, now it should be his. Because that's how it becomes his. It's obvious the Hachi Nami bin Yenem is to by our case. Nearly poshed in this calculator talus or achas mitzitzioyosel Let's say you borrowed his talus and it got ruined. Av shehoya al the oyin even though it was against he didn't it was by accident. Ulei hechzir loy kimoy shelokcha eno yoytzei b'mitzvah you have not fulfilled the mitzvah. Similar to the case if you have someone's esrog and it gets ruined as well you also did not give it back the way it's supposed to be. You ruined the Esrach, he can't do the mitzvah. So you will not be Yitzhah, the mitzvah of the Mafreya is, the mitzvah is, is removed from the person retroactively. So to, you have to make sure you borrow something, the talus to the mitzvah, you have to make sure you give it back to him intact. Does he give it back to him as a gift? He gives it back to him as a gift, meaning it's yours to keep. I'm giving you this as a gift, it's your talus. Yes, but he's, he's, you gave it to me as a gift. Now, so you get to, it's mine. It's kesuscha. It's now mine. So I'm giving it back to you. It's yours. It has to be yours. It's a conditional gift. It's a conditional gift. And it has to be yours in order for you to do the mitzvah. So that's why it's given back as a gift. Surprisingly, 